Hello and welcome to the Show Me How To podcast, the podcast where we interview entrepreneurs, artists and more, where we dive into their lives and gain an insight into how they started to where they have shaped up to be now. Today in the studio with us, we have Tina. Tina is an online creator and founder of a business which is in one of the fastest growing spaces in the world with an expertise in advertising and amassing over 2.3 million views on YouTube. Tina is an example of someone who has done it before and is now showing others the way through a social media agency, Studio T. Now, Tina, before we start our discussion on Studio T itself, can you tell us a little bit about your experience from your online content creation? Yeah, so I used to do YouTube videos. I used to make makeup tutorials, celebrity get the looks, hair tutorials, like pretty much everything like girly. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I started with content creation. I, I really liked the idea of like just filming myself and like editing something together and putting it out and it was really fun. How did you start? Did you actually have a pro set up in terms of a camera when you first started publishing? Or did you think, right, I just want to share my knowledge with the world and then it grew naturally? Yeah, it was. Um, so it was kind of a bit of both. It was um, basically we had like a DSLR camera um, that my mom had just for one of our trips away. And so I kind of used that and I filmed kind of just like a practice one. I was kind of like just for fun, just going to film a tutorial but like for myself not going to upload it anywhere and that night I just got too excited so I was like actually I'm just going to quickly edit this and put it out um and then like I just kind of kept doing that just again like I just got more and more excited every time that I would upload and so I didn't really think of it necessarily in the beginning of like I'm specifically being a content creator especially because at the time it was 2013 I think so it wasn't as much of a thing um as now and so uh yeah for me basically it was just like for fun and something to do that's the best way to start you know it's um when you actually do something as a hobby yeah yeah for sure yeah and it was like doing two of my favorite things like filming and editing and then also doing makeup so it was like two for one so it was really really nice yeah that is brilliant do you remember that first video where which really took off and you thought wow i'm onto something here um yes it was it was my um cat halloween makeup tutorial and i had like filmed that about a month ahead of um halloween and i came back home from school and i was again really excited i got all these things from look sharp and i was just like pumped and um, yeah, I just all of a sudden noticed it went from like, I got my first thousand views and then I was like, okay, that's weird. And then I got my first 10,000 views and I was in high school and I was checking my phone like every hour. I was so excited. Um, and I think I got to like a hundred thousand views and I was like freaking out. Um, so that one was the video where I was like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what, starting in around 2013, you mentioned it's, um, it wasn't an easy time to actually grow on social media platforms because yeah. right now there's obviously a lot more usage of it and everyone has the devices not to say they didn't earlier it was just a lot more difficult so how did you actually get around that when you started publishing more videos and seeing you're getting more and more views what yeah. was your thoughts did you think that i need a strategy behind this or did mm -hmm. you think more right i'm onto something that not many people are and i want to follow this way yeah i think um i think i at the time I knew I should probably be more strategic about things, but I, I wasn't cause I just, I wasn't going to be able to work that way. Um, so I kind of just did what 
was fun for me and um, what would make me feel good. And I think, you know, the more that I went into it, the more that I was able to combine the strategy with the creativity rather than just, you know, pushing for one only. Because um, obviously, like when you see a, a certain type of video getting a lot of views, you want to create that kind of video again because you want to get that amount of views again. Um, but basically for me, it was just like following what I really wanted to do. Because um, especially for me, I never wanted it to be driven by, money or um you know views and stuff because i think that that's where it gets to a slippery slope and that's where the fun gets taken out of it um especially for me before when i was that young i don't think i understood what the like what the purpose of you know money and and views and and that kind of like um reach would mean so yeah for me it was really just following what i really wanted to do so you worked as a content creator, um, and then you've also worked in advertising. So now what was the big push behind starting your so own social media agency? Yeah. Um, so I got my first full-time job and I, um, kind of realized really early on that I, I didn't think that that lifestyle was for me of, in terms of like, um, being an employee and, and clocking in at a job and then, you know, I guess like having those parameters works for other people. But for me, it was like, okay, what else now? Like uh, after five o'clock, like, I'm like, I have to do something. There's, I can't just have this like creativity inside me and not really do anything with it. Um, so that was one of the things, but also the fact that when I was doing YouTube, I didn't realize how much I loved creating my own thing and putting it out and how, um, like how much that was valuable to me at the time. Cause for me, it was like, I grew up doing it like from when I was 17 to about 22, 23. Um, that was what I was doing. So for me, I kind of didn't know any other, other thing, but when I stopped doing YouTube, then I was like, wait, I'm missing this thing where I, I really enjoy making something for myself, putting it out there, sharing it with people and helping people through what I create. Um, so basically for me, that's how it started. And then when I was, um, you know, thinking about creating something for myself, I was like, what would I create? I love doing social media. I love creative content. Um, and I also have this huge passion for people who are like looking to start their own businesses and entrepreneurial mindset and all of that. Like it just gets me so excited. So um, yeah, that's kind of where I was like, I wonder if I can do that. I tried to find a client online before I even like started my branding or had an idea. And the amazing thing was that the person, my first ever client, he himself is like very entrepreneurial and very like driven to help other people build their own businesses. So he was really inspiring for me as well. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how, how it began. That's awesome. That is brilliant. And you know what they say, it's, um, it only takes that one person to inspire you for you to start on your own trend and your own path. Yeah. Now, did that person almost act as a mentor for you as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He, I, he's still my client now. Um, and he actually has said to me that he was looking for somebody to mentor, like when he was looking for somebody to be a social media manager, he also wanted, um, to be able to help guide somebody the way that he wanted guidance at the time when he was first starting out. Um, so it is really cool to have that and very lucky to have that kind of relationship and feel like I can be honest with him and he knows sort of what it's like in the beginning and, and can be kind to me when necessary. <laughs> so social media has always been your passion and so has content creation. Now, what have you brought together mm -hmm. to give us Studio T today? What, what services do you provide? Yeah, um, so I do graphic content creation, um, social media scheduling, like the strategy kind of side of it, 
um, the marketing in terms of the organic growth. So I really focus on um, not paid ads and everything. Um, I have done that before, but for me, I get really excited by um, visuals and design. So I really like working with my clients to do that kind of stuff. Um, working on thinking outside the box as well with my clients to sort of think of other ways that they wouldn't necessarily consider straight up because of whatever reason. Um, so I really like doing that. Um, yeah, those are pretty much my main things. I also do web design um, and other things on the side, but my main thing is really Instagram, social media marketing. Brilliant. Now, social media is something that everyone has, right? Everyone uses it. And people naturally feel that there's something that they're good at because they see mm -hmm. the likes, they see the comments. So yeah. what do you think is the key difference behind growing a personal brand on social media and growing mm -hmm. a business account? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, with, with a personal account there, you don't really need a lot of strategy. You don't need to think a lot. You can kind of just post and go and, you know, that's cool in itself. Um, but with a business account, you have to plan ahead of time. You have to be a bit more on top of it in terms of trends. Um, and you have to be also have the experience and knowledge to know what works and what doesn't, because there's a lot more at stake with a business account, whereas a personal channel, um, it can, it's a bit more flexible, if that makes sense. Um, but with a business account, you have to like, wow, your future clients or future customers kind of instantly. Um, so there is a lot more at stake with a business one. And then also I think with business, it's harder to balance um, being too commercial. So you have to make sure that you have a good balance between being commercial and being authentic, um, which with a personal account, you don't really have to do because you can just be yourself and, you know, yeah. That's a great point. Like you see a lot of, especially in New Zealand, some accountants, they do really well in that space. Um, yeah. like for example, what's your take on something like the edge or even New Zealand police, which actually go mm -hmm. out and they have memes, they have everyday content for people. So yeah. what, what's your take on that? I love that. Like, I feel like that's when it's like, obviously somebody who, whoever's doing their socials knows what they're doing. And there's also like room for their own creativity rather than thinking of marketing in the traditional sense. Like, let's just be people. Can we just be, you know, like normal and not have to do things by the book. Um, so I really like it when, when accounts do that. I feel like, again, that's, that's a good balance between being commercial and being authentic as well. And like connecting with people. Is it quite hard to connect with people as a business? Is there, because whenever I think of someone starting a business, I think of the brand identity mm -hmm. and depending on the type of business, mm -hmm. I think of the personal identity behind the brand. But then once you actually start being mm -hmm, a business mm -hmm. on social media, how important does that brand identity piece yeah. come in, in the type of content that's being created? Yeah, I think it's huge. It's so important. I feel like the biggest reason why I buy from where I buy is because of the connection I've made with that brand. I don't really buy because it's the cheapest necessarily. I don't buy it because it's the most popular. I buy because of how I feel about that brand. Um, so I feel like it's, huge, hugely important for commercial brands to consider that when they when they start building their business. Um, yeah, for me, I feel like it is not hard because I am a solopreneur. So it kind of makes it a lot easier because I get to share myself. Um, but I think that there's so many ways that businesses can do it. And if you just kind of open, like open up your mind to the ways that you can do it, um, then and be a bit more experiment like just experiment with a bit more with your content then i feel like you can share more about your personal brand identity um without without coming off as like crossing the boundary of like okay now it's like a personal thing yeah 
You mentioned earlier that before you even started the business, what you did was go out and look for a client. So was there a moment where you actually thought to yourself, mm -hmm. am I taking a risk or was it just a leap of faith and you thought, right, this is something I have to do? Um, it was definitely up and down. So it was in the beginning, I was like confused, like, should I do this? Should I not? Um, there wasn't too much risk because I could just take that client on, on the side. So for me, it was kind of like, let me test this out. But I would say every single day, every single day, there's doubts. Every single day, I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Um, and I feel like that's kind of something that you just start to feel is like kind of part, like it's it's normal to an extent. Um, and you just have to train yourself to sort of pump yourself up rather than like expecting the world to be on your side. Sometimes it's just not going to feel like that. Um, but it's definitely a, a leap of faith. I mean, like, even with what you're doing, obviously, you know, there's a, to an extent on the inside, you feel like you're doing the right thing. So you just have to lean into that um, and just trust that you believe in what you do and what you're putting out there for people is valuable. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, sometimes it's um, it, sometimes it's about finding value in things that other people may or yeah, may not yeah. find. But as long as you find that value in it, there's a personal satisfaction in at least you're doing what you feel for is sure, right for, for you. Sure. And like, I think that when it comes to people who have entrepreneurial mindsets, um, I think that that's something you can't fight. No matter how much you push it down, I feel like it always comes up in some way. It's always in the back of your mind, like there's something else you want to be doing. Um, and until you actually just push yourself to go do that thing, you're going to still have that in the back of your mind that you want to be doing something for yourself. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I feel like you just have to t take the leap and fight through the doubt. It's just part of it. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, um, it's one of those things where even if you are actually working in a nine to five and you find yourself to be creative, you have mm -hmm. to find an output which allows you to be creative. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because if we could all, I mean, be content with a nine to five, then that would be real a lot easier probably for a lot of us. But like, it's just, you know, when you have that thing, that fire inside you that wants to do something else, you just have to follow it. From when you started the business to now, what do you think is the biggest mistake that you've made in the business and what did you learn from it? Biggest mistake? Um, my biggest mistake would probably be not believing in myself in the beginning. Um, I think I had a lot of, I think I wasn't able to fight the doubt enough um, and to be able to push for myself a lot. I didn't necessarily believe that I had the um, skills or the ability to to do what I wanted. So I feel like I even delayed my start as well. Um, so I feel like that is the biggest thing, the biggest mistake, not believing in myself and not pushing for myself when, when I know deep inside that, you know, I have what it takes. Um, I feel like that just slows down your growth a lot. And then also probably, which is still like something I need to learn is like the accounting side of things, the money side of things and like getting someone to like be able to do that stuff for me is, is really important. So I feel like that's something that people should definitely consider. <laughs> do you have someone who actually looks after all of that for you? Not at the <laughs> moment. So <laughs> that's still something I'm working on. I have to make sure it's the right person and someone who understands, you know, me and I have a good relationship with them, but I would, I, I definitely need to solve that. <laughs> I tried to do my own stuff, but no. <laughs> was that the same with, because I know that you have a subscription-based service. Now on a subscription-based service, did you come up with those, the price list yourself as well? And how much research does it actually take into every other agency that's doing it as well to find what suits you best? Yeah. 
Um, it, it takes a lot of research because you have to understand um, the industry, the market. You also have to not go too low. You don't want to be like lowballing yourself. That that minimizes your value to potential clients, but also it minimizes the value within the industry that you work in. So I think there has to be like a silent um, agreement of, I guess, where the industry lies. So there kind of is like a standard for for the social media marketing industry. Um, takes a lot of research, but I feel like for me, it was more about how can I make this accessible and affordable, but also um, stick within the boundaries of obviously what my work is worth. Um, so it is it is hard and it did fluctuate and it still does because um, I still, for me, I'm still figuring things out. So I like to kind of just like go as I sort of like learn as I go, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And you know, that's probably the most important part, right? If you don't learn as you go, if you don't learn from what you've done previously, then it makes the path ahead a lot more difficult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I must ask you this. What's your favorite social media? TikTok is my favorite. TikTok's your favorite? Yeah, TikTok's my favorite. Instagram is my favorite for um, gathering inspiration. Like I, I love going there for um, inspiration for um, like clothes and house, like, you know, design and that kind of stuff but um when it comes to actually like learning um and being entertained it's definitely tiktok and i also like ig reels um for that it's pretty much the same content so yeah i like i like instagram for different things but i feel like tiktok is the one that i like go to when i want to just like just kind of not think and just you know go through the videos and just have a laugh like i feel like that's what i love yeah yeah no definitely do you find yourself if it's not tiktok and another social media platform do you always think about business do you always think about getting ideas and what you could implement into your own services yeah i literally have a business inspo folder on my phone and i <laughs> screenshot things and so it's like my brain's never off like because you're always just thinking especially like when you it's your own business you literally you don't have the capacity to have turn your brain off and it's like everything can be inspiring in some way so yeah i like screenshot stuff and i'll go back to it and then i'll write notes and then i'll be like check this photo and this album um so yeah so when i'm on tiktok a lot of time it's easier to not have to think about it like that um, whereas when i'm on instagram it's it's definitely like research heavy <laughs> now so you know tell, tell our customers how can they actually engage your services where can they find you um, they can find me on my Instagram, which is Studio TNZ. Um, and you can also find me on my website, which is StudioTNZ.com. I will post both of those links below as well in the description. And I have one, awesome. one final question for you. And this is something I ask everyone. What, what's a quote, mm -hmm. a saying or a story that keeps you going, that keeps you motivated when you do have those down times in business? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about a, a quote, but for me, a story would be probably, and this kind of doesn't really relate necessarily to business, but um, probably my parents coming from Iraq and coming to New Zealand, um, just seeing the, like what can actually happen in life, what you think is gonna happen at a certain point and how much it changes. Um, and sort of just having the belief that things will work out I feel like my parents came here with, you know, n not a clue of, you know, the language or of what to expect. And, you know, my mom has really been able to build something of herself here. Um, and I feel like for me, that's that's my biggest inspiration is being able to see her go from, um, come, you know, not knowing anything about this country and then just being able to be the woman that she is today. I feel like that's the most inspiring thing for me.
It's um, it's always good when you actually have someone who you can relate to on such a personal basis, and yeah. still a story of having done it before and is paving the path for you as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, Tina, I would like to thank you again for coming on to the Show Me How To podcast. Now, from me, if you enjoyed this podcast and want to dive with me into the world of entrepreneurs, artists, and more, give this podcast a follow, give it a like, and hit the bell icon to be notified. You can also follow me on all of my socials, which will also be posted below. This is the Show Me How To podcast.